Welcome to House of Herders podcast, discussing all things dog, from training to life experience. Your hosts today are Alana and Gemma. Let's get started. So today I'm actually really excited about what we're going to be discussing. I've wanted to do this for so long. So today we have delved into the archives of the Reddit thread, Am I the Asshole? And we're going to discuss one of the posts from that thread. So yeah, Gemma, do you want to take it away? Okay. Am I the asshole for training my dog around other dogs? So, long story, yesterday I left for work earlier than usual, so it gave me time to walk and train my dog. Well, my dog is reactive and we're working on it. He got a trainer and he's helping me with not only the three-week boarding, but any time I need him after he is free of charge, so he's been helping with ideas to help desensitise him to a point of tolerance. Well, we're also working on heel. Due to that, I walk him up and down the sidewalks and of course there are dogs around in their yards and my neighbourhood is metal fencing. Well, I hit a point in my walk yesterday where it was the last light post before heading down the sidewalk to the house. So I did one last heel practice in the light because I'm also training my dog to sit when I stop at any moment of the walk. Well, there was a dog out in their backyard barking and growling and my dog reacted. But after like two seconds of back-to-back treats and eye reinforcements, he calmed down. We went to the end of the sidewalk and did a sit. I saw that both dogs were calm and I thought the dog went inside. So we did a couple more walks, but then I noticed the dog was still outside, but he was just looking. So I step on the grass because I want to also be able to train on the grass. Well, I guess I got way too close to the dog and the person's house. We were like maybe 10 feet away at least. And the lady started cussing, asking me who the hell I was and saying I was using her dog's reactivity to train mine and that he doesn't like male dogs and that I shouldn't be walking up and down like that in this neighbourhood. Well, I was taken aback and said, I live here and I can use this sidewalk. I can go up and down, especially with it being dark outside. Even with my dog's flashlight collar, I would feel more comfortable with doing this where a light post is present. Dogs are going to be outside. I can't help it, but I'm still going to train my dog with dogs around. One, to help minimise reactivity. And two, if I were to wait until all dogs are inside, I would have to walk my dog at 3am and I'm not doing that. We went back and forth with me telling her... If I was too close to her fence, she could have been a bit nicer about it, not coming out and saying the B word at me. She asked how I would feel, and I said I would have just brought my dog inside and let the person walk and train their dog, because where they are mostly able to train a dog to improve before going out in public is their house and their neighbourhood. So quit being rude, and she threatened me, saying to never come back and watch what happens when I walk down that sidewalk again. She ended up posting about it in the neighbourhood Facebook group saying to watch out because I use other people's dogs without permission and walk up and down the sidewalk to trigger dogs. Am I the asshole for training my dog around my neighbourhood even though every dog around here barks all day and is outside all day? If I knew how to post pictures to show how close I was, I would, but I don't know how. Well, that's quite a thread, isn't it? (laughs) 
So my gut feeling with this one is no. What do you think, Gemma? Yep, I don't think they're the asshole. I do think, though, that he kind of says a few things that does make me wonder. Not necessarily about him, but that are really quite hot topics in dog training. So one of those things for me would definitely be how he is refusing to make his dog's world smaller. That despite the fact that he has a reactive dog, he's went he's found himself a trainer. He has found someone that he trusts to work with his dog. And he's putting in that effort. So he's creating a safer dog and a dog that is well trained. Which I don't think is problematic at all. And I think too often we see trainers making dogs world smaller. Especially reactive dogs. Where it suggested that you only walk them at night, or you only walk them in the quiet, or you only walk them in secure runs. That you basically make their world smaller in order to make it safer. Which I don't think is always the right option. For me, when I train my dogs and dogs that I work with, this is pretty much what I do. (laughs) So, (laughs) I don't think I'm an asshole. Yeah, and I think the woman's complaint being like, oh your dog is reactive and not well trained and it's like well how do you expect him to help that dog he has to go out and train it in environments that it's going to find challenging which are those environments um so i i mean i've had this in the past i've been training my own dog when um not long after we had rescued him and he was a little bit of a handful and i remember getting him into the side to let someone pass and uh, doing a bit of training with him but he was still giving out a little bark every now and again and a guy passed me and says you should really train that dog (laughs) I turned back to him and said what do you think I'm doing (laughs) so we kind of have to remember that people have a right to train their dogs and that every time we step out in public our dog is not going to act perfectly especially if they're going through any training or behavior modification most definitely and I think as well most importantly he wasn't intentionally going out to find other dogs to train against. He was just working through obedience with other dogs in the neighbourhood, which is completely acceptable. As we've discussed before, we share spaces in the public domain and the community, so I share space. So when you're using that space, you have rights as well as responsibilities. And I don't think it's irresponsible to expect other people to put their dog indoors if they're barking. I live in quite a busy street. I train my dogs up and down the street, as does my neighbours. And to be honest, if I see one of my neighbours working on leash work, I'll just put my dogs out the back. And I'll just bring them in the house because I know there is a potential that they're going to get a little bit offended at that person coming by my gate, touching my gate. We live right at right at a streetlight, so it is quite a common place for people to have like their markers when they're doing leash work, etc. Um, so I'm always aware of that. And you know what, at the end of the day, if I bring my dogs in the house, it'll probably be for like 20 minutes before they finish training. Or if I'm really feeling up to it, I could literally train my dogs off that dog. I could use that as a reason and as a really good experience to help train my dogs. And realistically, he isn't in control of what happens in the street. But you know, one thing that I did think was quite interesting from that woman's point, even though I don't agree with what she's saying... I do think it's a topic worth discussing is using other people's dogs to train your reactive dog. I think it's something that we do a lot. We go out and we train our dogs off other dogs because obviously that's what we have to do. 
but I think there's a way to do that. If you're just wandering around a public park and there's dogs around, of course you're going to train your dog. But instances I've had is, I remember this actually a few years ago as a dog walker. I was walking in the local woods and I was with my husband and we had a group of dogs. And the dogs were really well behaved, they were really good. But two of those dogs were previously reactive dogs that we'd worked really hard with and we'd got them into a group. And at this point in time, I think I was quite early on in my dog training career, like as a professional dog trainer. So I was more just like a really well experienced dog walker, I guess you would call me. And I spent a lot of time with these dogs, getting them used to other dogs, working on their reactivity. And I spent a lot of time doing that so that to the untrained eye, you would assume that these dogs were not reactive. You would assume that they were really nice, well trained. Not saying reactive dogs aren't nice, of course, but <laughs> they were just really well trained solid dogs to train off of but they weren't and I'll never forget for about two three week period we kept running into this couple walking their dog and they were training their dog off of ours so they would follow us down paths they would pop out between trees with their dog that was reactive and they would be trying to work on that and eventually it got to a stage where I stopped and I was like who the fuck is your dog trainer you're you're literally stressing me out you're stressing my dogs out and you're not insured for this and neither am I. Like, I don't know you and you're coming to a place where I'm walking these dogs and you're not even having the decency to pop up to me and say, look, we've got a dog, this is what we're working on. Can we be like 20 feet behind you? And you never, you never gave me that choice. So I had to spend a whole walk being prepared for this couple intentionally following and intentionally putting themselves in my way in order to train their dog. And it absolutely done my nothing. I was so enraged that I just, I couldn't hold it back. And I remember actually contacting their trainer and I was like, could you maybe be a little bit more considerate when you're working with your clients and who they're training off? Because they told me that their trainer told them to go find a dog walker with a well-controlled group and use them to train their dog off. And if I gave permission to that, and I thought it was really detrimental to the dogs that I was walking, I'd planned my group safely. I knew what to do if we were in a situation where dogs ran at us or dogs came around. There was no no real risk. But continually having a dog up our heels and randomly popping out the bushes every time those dogs were on a walk, it was starting to reduce my morale and the dog's morale. I felt like I couldn't just stop and play games with them or stop and do tricks. Because then these people would get closer because they were training their dog, not realising that actually the dogs that I was walking were previously in that situation. So yeah, in that situation, I didn't really take it in owners, although I was absolutely fuming, but I did actually contact their dog trainer and just say, can you maybe think about what you're telling your clients and how they had a responsibility in that situation because they had put their clients at risk. What if I just let my dogs off leash? What if I just decided, well, my dogs are fine, your dogs aren't my problem, and just let them all off leash? Then that would have been a real issue, and they would have been in that situation knowing that their dog was a risk in that situation. Bit off topic, but very frustrating. (laughs) That sounds like it would be super frustrating, and I think that's the difference, isn't it? Like, between whether this guy is the asshole or not, is that they didn't set out to train like that. And I think someone doing what they did to you which was consistently following you and consistently using you like that when they had had no discussion with you and you hadn't given permission for that is not fair it's just not fair at all and even if the dogs that you were walking 
weren't reacting anymore, they would still feel uncomfortable about it. Like knowing that that dog was going to pop up on their walks and stuff. And that's just not fair to put other people's dogs in that situation. I think that's entirely different though from this person's post. What sounds to me like they went out with the intention of training and then came across this dog who was reactive. Um, And I guess how they acted probably isn't too different to how I would have acted either like they said they did react in response but within a couple of seconds it came back down and they had got engagement from their dog again so to me their dog was handling that situation really well and I'm just looking through the comments on the post and one of the people who's saying that he is the asshole has said something that I find really interesting so they've said you should only train your dog in a controlled environment Your dog isn't going to learn the correct behaviours from a stressed and aggressive dog or negative situations. And that's a bit of an interesting one, isn't it? Because I very much believe that our dogs learn better in low-stress environments. Yep, sure, when I'm teaching a new behaviour, I train it in the house and in the garden and all that sort of stuff before I take it outside. However, just what you were talking about, about how we don't like making our dog's world small... We also can't forever train in controlled environments and there are very few entirely controlled environments. There's always going to be the chance that a person or a dog or some wildlife or a bird or anything is going to pop up that can affect your training. And the only way that we can get dogs to be able to be comfortable in environments when we take them out and about is to train them in them. Like I said, we don't push them into environments that they're not ready for, but I didn't get anything from that post that signaled to me that that dog wasn't ready for that type of training. Most definitely. And I think the only thing that you could really say from the um, other owner's point of view is that I think in one of the comments he feeds back that the woman had said to him that her dog was a protection dog, so he was going to alert when people came into the garden. And kind of to scare away people, which I guess if it's maybe a bit of a rough area or there's a history of break-ins, etc., I can really see why somebody would want that. But him being on the grass outside the metal gate isn't in her property. And if her dog is a trained protection dog, surely the dog should just be watching at that point and not reacting. From my experience in this type of work, which I don't work in at all, but I do find it very interesting and... I wouldn't expect a protection dog to be, especially one in a domestic setting, to be full on kicking off reacting at another dog. Does that mean that that dog kicks off at any person that walks by? So can people not just walk down the street? Can runners not run down the street because the dog's a protection dog? Is he protecting against other people or other dogs? I just think it's a bit of a get out clause. Like I can say that about my dogs. Oh yeah, they're dead reactive and I want to keep them that way because we've had our house attempted to be broken too. But, like, that's not someone else's problem on my street. That's my problem, and that's for me to deal with, not them. So I think that's a bit of a a shitty excuse, to be honest. At the end of the day, it's a public space, and we all share it. So we can't expect people to just live in a little box. And coming back to what you say about uh, teaching the dogs in a kind of safe, set-up environment, there's every chance that, by the hands of his training plan, that he's probably done that. That's probably how he got his dog to the stage that they're currently able to be in the vicinity of other dogs. As dog trainers, we both do that with dogs that we work with, especially at the start of the programme. We put so much time into bringing safe, secure, stooge dogs like your dogs, 
Cooper, he does a lot of stew gym, so does Oscar. But that allows the dogs to, yes, get a really nice balanced view of other dogs. It allows them to learn how to behave around well-balanced dogs. But as we discussed in our last podcast, not every dog you meet is going to be well-balanced. Otherwise, there wouldn't actually be an issue with dogs approaching with there if we knew there was never any negative intention. So I don't quite get that excuse, to be honest. Yeah, I, I think it's very interesting, the response from the locals to that, for sure. Yeah, definitely. And I think the the woman from the house with the dog that reacted also, she described her dog as reactive. And for me, if my dog's reactive and they were out in the garden and they kicked off at someone outside, I would just bring my dog inside because I don't want them riling themselves up and getting all overstressed about it. Um, and I guess, yes, that's a temporary solution. It's not really solving anything. But if it's a one-time thing, then I don't see the problem with that. If this person was doing this every night and was coming along to her garden and winding up her dog and everyone was getting very stressed, then I can totally see why that would be annoying. And in that case, they would be an asshole. But (laughs) from a one-off occurrence, I don't think it's unreasonable to have expected that woman to have just taken her dog inside and let them go on with it. Or even better, she could have trained her dog off that dog and made it a two-player game and really used it to her advantage if her dog is actually reactive and that isn't part of the protection work that she's claiming that he does. So yeah, it's a very interesting thread and I think there's so much to be said there about how we just assume that when we're training our dogs that it is only them that matters. Like We do need to consider public spaces But at the end of the day, I I really don't think that he's overstepping any boundaries. It's not like it's 11pm at night and people are trying to go to sleep. It's in the morning, it's before work. Get your dog in. Like, take responsibility for your own actions. (laughs) Yeah, and that's something I think is really worth bearing in mind because... um, We do need to be aware of other people and and our surroundings. So when we moved into where we live now, um, we are surrounded by families with kids. And one of my dogs is quite over-aroused by kids. And even the noise of children playing outside, bouncing footballs, that sort of thing, used to get him quite um, uptight and get him kind of acting in a way that I I didn't really like. Um, And... It would have been completely unreasonable for me to go to my front door and to shout at the kids outside playing and say, get inside or stop making noise because it's their space too. And they're kids. Kids play out in the streets. I'd much rather see them doing that um, than anything else, to be honest. So it's up to me to help my dog manage how he feels about that. It's not reasonable for me to expect people to keep their kids indoors because it upsets my dog. It's my responsibility. And I think that's something that we need to be aware of. I think we we forget that not everyone's a dog person. I think especially people who don't have dogs, haven't lived with dogs, or even some people who do but who aren't particularly doggy obsessed like we are maybe don't see the world the same way that we do and we might think yep we want the world to be the best it can be for our dogs but that's not always gonna happen if there are things in the environment they find difficult so it's our job to help them with that yeah for sure I think you're definitely right there it is our responsibility and whether or not people want to get involved or not is definitely their choice 
honestly, like the first time I read it, I was like, shit, is that like somebody I've worked with? Because that sounds like my training plans. <laughs> but it did make me think, like, I need to be responsible with owners and I need to really ensure that I help them choose the right situations to work on other dogs. Definitely can't always be a stooge dog, but I do think it's worthwhile making sure that the owners are carefully picking the dogs that they're working with and making sure that they're not infringing on anyone else's life. Like, just because you want to train your dog's great, but other people have a right to choose to be involved or not in general terms. Like, you can't just make people be part of your plan. You do have to always consider their feelings. And by the sounds of this, this woman doesn't give a shit her dog's reactive until it actually comes down to being able to blame someone else. Well, that's us reached the end of the episode already. Dog training is forever evolving and we strive to keep an open mind and the dogs at the centre of everything that we do. You can find us across social media platforms using our tag at House of Herders and we would love for you to join in that conversation with us. Until next time, bye!